Hello, this is Rafael Davidovich. Today is Wednesday, Nach Wednesday. We will cover the next two chapters of Sefer Yehoshua. Last week we covered chapter 2, which most people would tell you is the story of the spies, how Yehoshua sent two spies to find out what the mood was in the country. But really, as I concluded last week, chapter 2 was really there just to conclude the story of the splitting of the sea. It was the conclusion, the culmination of Kriya Samsuf. Why is that? Because Rachav told the spies that the hearts of the population were melted, that they were afraid. Why were they afraid? Because they remember Kriyas Yamsuf. They remembered the splitting of the sea and how the Egyptian soldiers were drowned, the event that had happened 40 years earlier. Namogu kol yoshvei Knaan is said in the Song of the Sea, which is that the residents of Knaan melted, their hearts melted. And Rachav con, um, confirmed to the spies that this was still the situation 40 years later. The hearts of the residents of Canaan were still melted and they were terrified about the Jews who were about to enter the land. So in this way, Yehoshua was completing the story of Kriyas Yamsuf and its relevance for their entrance into the land. Now, chapter 3 and chapter 4, are about how Yehoshua accomplished the same kind of miracle, his own version of Kriyas Yamsuf, the stopping of the waters of the Jordan River, the Yardain. And this is part of Hallel. Take a look at the second paragraph of Hallel. This is Tehillim Kuf Yudalad, Psalm 114. Malecho hayom kisanus hayardain tisov leachor Hashem both split the sea and stopped the waters of the Jordan River. So the Jordan River is splitting or stopping up is seen as the equivalent, Yehoshua's equivalent of Moshe Rabbeinu's splitting of the sea. Now Moshe accomplished this by raising his staff. He raised his hand that has his staff. The Gemara says that in addition to Moshe doing this, it was also the merit of the Aron of Yosef meaning the sarcophagus that carried Yosef HaTzadik, that this is what convinced the waters of the Red Sea to split. Now, the way it is described in chapter 3 of Yehoshua, it is not the Aron of Yosef, but the Aron Habris, the ark containing the tablets of the Aseris Adibros and the Torah, that overrides nature itself. This would be an extremely powerful lesson, that it is the Torah, it is Torah Hashem, within the Aron Habris, the Ark of the Covenant. It is the Torah that is the Jewish people's entrance visa to Eretz Yisrael. Because as soon as the Kohanim's feet, the Kohanim who are carrying the Ark, as soon as the feet of the Kohanim touch the water, the Yardin dries up and the Jews cross over the Yardin. And it is only after every member of the Bnei Yisrael that is entering the land, as well as the soldiers of Reuven and Gad and Menashe that cross over, and the ark leaves, that is when the waters of the Jordan return their flow. And Yehoshua then commands them to take twelve stones. Twelve stones remain as a, uh, an, a monument in the Jordan River, and twelve stones are taken and brought to Gilgal, which would be the first formal 
uh, temple that the Jews would have after they entered Eretz Yisrael. What is the significance of those stones? It is the idea that Yehoshua was creating memories for the Jews just as the exodus from Egypt created memories for the Jews. And this can be found, a perfect summary of the meaning of chapters 3 and 4 of Yehoshua, can be found in chapter 4, verse 14, Dalet Yud Dalet. Bayom hahu, on that day, Gidal Hashem es Yehoshua, be'ene kol Yisrael. God exalted Joshua in the eyes of all Israel. Vayeru oso, kasher yaru es Moshe, kol yimei chayov. They looked at Joshua the same way, just as they had looked at Moshe all the days of his life. This is why it was so important that this miracle be accomplished in this way. So that these chapters establish Yehoshua as the Hemshech, as the continuation, as the extension of Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Thank you, that's all for today.